This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. After the morning that I had this morning, climbing a mountain should be easy. I'm mired in a bribe right now. What's going on? This is, uh, like you say, straight out of The Godfather. <laughs> it very much is. Let me give you some background. The car was in for a service over the last 24 hours, so there was no car this morning for the school run. That's fine, because I'd worded up our five-year-old uh, that we would be taking his scooter to school this morning, and it was going to be a fun run with Daddy. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic until you realise that the scooter is left in the boot of the car that's in a service about 30 miles away. Ah, oh, damn. OK, so suddenly going south. This yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, going south pretty rapidly. So uh, it was a walk to school this morning, which was a good half an hour long. Added to the fact that he didn't like the fact that he was having to wear his PE kit to walk to school in because there was some activity in the morning. It's getting worse and worse for him, isn't it? Put all those together, it is getting worse. My word, the histrionics that were being thrown. He didn't even want to leave the house. And I knew we'd got with this big walk ahead. So, all right, well, I'm just going to have to carry you for a bit. Kind of, you know, gave in somewhat. What were you doing? Fireman's lift? What was the, what was the carry style of a five-year-old? Uh, it was sort of on the hip. Probably not okay. the best way for my back, to be quite frank. You'll end up like go. me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Watch out. You are my inspiration, of Th- course. Thank you. 15 minutes into the walk, I thought, I can't be doing with any of this anymore. I need to strike some kind of deal to get him down and get him walking. So I said, right, look, I know you're not enjoying this, but what chocolate bar can Daddy have ready for you at the end of your school day just to make you walk the ru- the, the, the second half of this, this walk to school? Yeah. Freddo, he comes back with. I'm thinking, well, that's all right. But then he goes, no, not one Freddo, though. Two, three, four Freddos in a pack from Tesco. What a wise guy. It's extortion, <laughs> isn't it? He's, he's seen the multi-packs. He knows all about them. So I thought, all right, fine. If you have that, if I get you that, you'll walk, yeah? Agreement, off we go. Happy as Larry for the rest of it. But I'm £1.20 down and five Freddos. Also, quite a bad precedent in terms of uh, bribery oh, for chocolate for getting into school. Awful parenting. There's there's nothing good that comes out of this whatsoever. And like I say, <laughs> I've been living the day under this dark cloud of bribery. It's my weakness. I've succumbed. Actually, when there's me kind of, uh, you know, pe- people in glass houses and all that kind of stuff, we've had a, a terrible couple of days because our one-year-old's just been waking up at like half four in the morning, so been really tired. And, and I think when you're tired, you just do anything to just... Get, yep. And this isn't just about kids, but just trying to get them to, to do what you want. So I, I bribed the, the one-year-old Stella earlier on today at the bakery with a cream bun. <laughs> she sat there with a, just to keep her quiet for a little bit. And then it dawned on me, the day before, I was pushing the two of them round, so the four-year-old and the one-year-old round, in, in a buggy with a, the, the buggy boards. Yeah. So the four-year-old stood on the buggy boards. And I, I'd bought a, a bag of uh, brioches from Tesco, and I was just handing them out to them, just <laughs> non-stop. Like, I had them in, like a, like, a little snack pack just to keep them quiet for the entire morning. That's terrible bribery. For reference purposes, if I'm ever being difficult, I can be bribed with cream buns and brioches, just so you know. Well, I'll take them up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be quids in. Uh, Nicola says, could you not have put the Freddo on a string and a stick and dangle it in front of your son as you walk to school? A bit like a carrot and a donkey. Uh, I could have done, but I hadn't gone via the Tesco to get the multi-pack at the time. It's an awful bribe. Five pack of Freddos just to get him to walk to school this morning. Uh, if you are stuck in some kind of bribe right now, you do this, then I'll do that. Want to hear about it? Uh, you can text us at 12.15 or tweet us at Absolute Radio. It's weird doing it over here because like, if you go on holiday to say, to America, then you, you kind of tip. It's not bribing, but you, you, you would offer money out for if someone helped you with the cases. Mm. You're peeling out the notes like Phil Mitchell telling someone it's to go out west. That kind of thing. But, you know, we don't have really have that over here in this country so much. But I do like the idea of, in a kind of lighter, more knockabout fun way, using the confectionery we've been talking about 
to maybe bribe, see if that would work. Like next time you have like a thing where you, the traffic warden's writing you out a ticket, yeah. pull out a brioche, see what happens, just see if they might go for it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get really hungry on those, a long shift. I reckon if they're halfway through a ticket and you went, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but look, a, a, a brioche here right now. And, and brioches now, they're individually wrapped as well, so it's not got your fingers on no, it. No, exactly. I'd like to imagine I'd rip that ticket up. I would. If I was, if I was the traffic warden, I'd rip it up, that's As for sure. a side issue, if you know traffic wardens, uh, 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 whether that would be done. Nick says, I hear you, my boy won't get up for school at the moment. It's all about a bag of fizzy fish uh, if he gets up and gets ready. The worst bit being, it's now one for him and one for me, as they're amazing. He's hooked too. Uh, now, it's not just kids, it's adults as well. We were speculating earlier as to whether uh, uh, the brioche and the... Uh, the ice buns that you were using for your girls earlier. Yeah, well, I mean, would a traffic warden take a brioche? That's the question. <laughs> Silvana has some intel, don't you? Yeah, I park my car on a single yellow line outside my work quite late at night and um, to stop the nice traffic wardens from giving me a ticket, I bribe them with Red Bull and sparkling water and it keeps them quite happy, actually. <laughs> wow, so you say Red Bull and sparkling water works for them for a bribe. Do you mix that together, like uh, combining <laughs> a brand new drink or is it just individual cans? <laughs> No, no, uh, one or the other. I give them a choice or an option. That's amazing. That, 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 I wasn't expecting that as a thing they'd go for as a bribe. Wow, expect the sales of Red Bull and Sparkling Water to shoot up as people suddenly yeah. hear that this is the case. <laughs> and do you think they'd go yeah, for a brioche? I'm... I don't know, but maybe, but they don't really want anything to eat at night. I know, sometimes I offer them crisps or nuts, and they're like, no, no, just the chicken. <laughs> they're not squirrels. Yeah, it's just like a, you got a trolley from, like, uh, the train. <laughs> no, but I manage a pub, so I have crisps and nuts. Uh, abundance, so um, yeah, I'm able to kind of like you know give them that option, but yeah, they just want the drinks usually. Wow, okay, fair play, lovely, thank <laughs> you very much for that, Silvana. Brilliant, that's all right, uh, Nikki. Some intel from you, yeah, I don't think it's intel, I think it's more parenting fail. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your parenting fail. What do you do? So, basically, my little five year old he's got some anxieties about going to school, yeah. and the chocolate thing doesn't necessarily work with him, so we've had to roll onto some kind of monetary value. Wow, wow. she's extorting you for cash. <laughs> Richie's in for five Freddos. How much money are you in for? <laughs> oh, my God. A pound a day. Pounds a day to go to, to school. Go to school. So, essentially, well, I thought 50p, but then I'd have to go get changed and I'm lazy. I can't do that. <laughs> so, basically, I've made them both a chart. So, I say both because my seven-year-old, perfectly well-behaved, is also in the chart. You can't do one without the other. Yeah. So, so he's I'm getting a cut of the action as well. Per, yeah, £10 a week. It's a cartel. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> do, do, what do you do? Stand in order? Direct debit? How does this work? Yeah, he's, he's five and he's already... Oh, I'm impressed. He's doing well. <laughs> he, he'll be the new Alan Sugar in ten years' time. <laughs> slippery slope, Richie. Slippery slope. Yeah. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. So, look, listener G has sent us in a screenshot of something that has got us deeply, deeply worried. That's not a picture of himself. It's a screenshot of the weather forecast at the summit of Mount Snowden for Thursday, when we're going to be climbing it, of course, for Cash for Kids. We'd love your sponsorship as well, absoluteradio.co.uk slash cashforkids. Raising money for a great cause, but we hadn't really thought about the temperature up there. No. In fact, a lot of the photos and stuff we've been sent from people have been people having quite a good laugh on yeah, the way up there yeah. in shorts and stuff like that. But apparently it's like a different thing when you get to the top of Mount Snowden. Anyway, G's screenshot is obviously off his weather app. And around about the time that we are um, going to be up there, I, it's not a technical term, but it looks like it's quite parky. <laughs> I, I think we're talking minus two, minus two degrees. Yeah. Between 4 and 7 p.m., 
solidly minus two, then it warms up a bit by nightfall and goes to one. Oh, well, I don't plan on being still up there by then. If we are, then <laughs> big uh, something's gone really wrong. But it does raise the, the, the issue of, right, we thought we could use this to our advantage, even though it's quite scary, use it to our advantage this hour in home time and throw down the gauntlet for all of our listeners and ask you this question. Where is the coldest you've ever been in your life? <laughs> for me, Montreal... Montreal and Canada, amazing place, brilliant place to go for like a, a night out and everything. But we were so cold out in the evening that we had to keep going back to the hotel room because our heads were shrinking. Oh, wow. Like your head hurt. <laughs> it was that cold. I don't know what the temperature was, but it was crazy. I'd have to say this studio, I know it goes through cycles of being hot and cold, <laughs> but when you're underneath these air conditioning vents and it's on the cold cycle, oh, it's really, really cold. It's quite aggressive. This could be snowed in training right here. I think here. it could be, yeah. That's what it is. Immersive. So ask yourself the question, uh, where is the coldest you've ever been in your life and get in touch with us now we'd love to hear from you uh, david says on the touchline watching my daughter play football on a home ground that had the winter wind sweeping in from the river it was brilliant watching the team for eight years though and i wouldn't swap a single moment which is a lovely story Do you know watching watching kids watching kids play sport sometimes if it's the wrong time of year can be such a cold experience that, unbelievably cold <laughs> uh, neil says going for a paddle in the north sea at aberdeen uh, I'm, a, I'm hearing some places that don't surprise me that it's that cold to be honest but you I mean, I grew up in Devon. We never, I didn't used to go in the sea that much because it's absolutely freezing. Always freezing. The best time is to go in the winter because mm. the seas had a chance to warm up. Uh, read all about it. Says agrees with me. Montreal still the coldest uh, she's ever experienced in her life. Minus twelve degrees in April two thousand and three. Steve says Marrakesh. Not necessarily nah. what you would expect, is it? That's sort of shorts and a t-shirt. He weather, says isn't it? they went at Christmas, twenty-five degrees during the day, but near freezing in the evenings. And he says, needless to say, we didn't have any coats or jumpers with us. And froze. I don't want to make it a sob story, but I've been a couple of times we've been family trips to Portugal. You've had to put a cardigan on in the evening. The temperature there really does drops, drop. Doesn't it? We're prepared for this on Thursday. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Emma on the line. How are you doing, Emma? Oh, oh I'm good. How are you? We're good, really Emma. Good. We hear you're in Inverness. I trust that is where you're saying is the coldest place you've ever been. Surely. Uh, it's a close second. I'll give you that. That's for sure. Yes. Where it's on earth could possibly could possibly be colder than Inverness, Emma? <laughs> Um, it was, I went to New York with some friends a couple of years ago on the 2nd of January and it was so cold, actually cut my legs the whole way round through my clothes. What, just um, say that one more time, it was so cold it cut your legs? It actually cut my legs, it looked like I'd been attacked. Was it hailing or something? How does wind cut yeah. clothes? I, I don't know, but it's never done that in Inverness. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, now, Emma, I don't, I don't want to judge you here, but were you dressed appropriately for the temperature in New York? No, I wasn't. OK, <laughs> now we're we getting go. to the nub of things here. <laughs> yeah. No, my, uh, my husband, he was wearing the appropriate clothes and he was fine and he still to this day likes to remind me about it constantly. So I think it's right. I've never been lucky enough to go to New York just yet, but from what I've seen on films, like it, the day after tomorrow, is a lot of that with Jake Especially we've got to do Snowden, we won't be able to go then. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that's set in New York, that's very cold, isn't it? It's free, and you get the storm vents with the hot air coming up, and yeah. it, it's like literally like someone out of a movie. Yes, I think the movies, the movies actually do it justice, I think it's... It's quite similar to what you see in a movie. I should have, I should have known. Okay, do you wrap up now, though, Emma? From now on, you've learned your lesson. You wrap up well now. Um, or I just don't tell my husband if I get cold. Fair enough. Yeah. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Good to speak yeah. to you. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. You too. Ivan in Wanstead, he says, not actually the coldest place, but when we went to Orlando in 2008, it was Ooh. the first time in 50 years that Orlando reached zero degrees. You'd be fuming, wouldn't I you? I would be. Absolutely fuming. Carl's been in touch. He says, minus 20 in the Falklands. He said it was so cold, two of us got into one sleeping bag. What about that? <laughs> Thanks, Carl. I'm not going to read the rest of your message. Uh, Jackie, coldest place you've been? Oh, the Ice Hotel in Norway, minus 30. <laughs> you, you've got to imagine, you're sleeping on a slab of ice. Well, so they don't provide you with any kind of, like, yak skin or something or other? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You get a sleeping bag, a special sleeping bag that's quite warm. Right. But the problem is, when you get up to go to the loo in the middle of the night... You've got to get fully dressed and you're absolutely so cold that you can't get back to sleep when you climb back on your ice slab. Wow, so I mean, you, you can't even just like nip out in your pants or something like that. You've got to get fully dressed back into your, your, the outfit and everything. Well, if you nip out in your pants and you're a male, I wouldn't like to account for... Who you been talking to? Who you been talking to, Jackie? <laughs> but the, the best is the bar. You can only buy spirits because everything else freezes. <laughs> it sounds pretty good over there. I'll have to give it a go. Book us in. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, if you last overnight in the Ice Hotel, you're a star. Well, there's cash for kids sorted out next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Better than Snowden. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, let's welcome to the show Joe Bangles, CBE. What a fantastic name that is, Joe. Welcome to Home Time. Thank you very much. How are we doing? We're good. It's good to have you on. Let's just put a bit of context here. So when we were talking about cheese on toast, the highbrow subjects that we have on this show yesterday, a lot of people on social media were saying to get uh, the final answer on whether grated or sliced cheese is best on cheese on toast, you need to speak to Joe Bangles. He knows his cheese. Joe, tell us why do you know cheese so well and what do you do? Well, um, I'm in construction, but I'm actually the international... Um I'm the International Cheese and Dairy Awards Ambassador, so I get to try hundreds of cheeses every year. The CBE is an honorary title that I've given myself. It actually stands for <laughs> Cheese Board Enthusiast. Cheese Board Enthusiast. I've not actually been uh, introduced by the, um, the royal family, I'm afraid. But, um, yeah, my, my background is construction, but my love is cheese. So, yeah, I consume probably about two kilos of it every week. My diet is cheese. I ran the marathon two days ago on cheese, baby bells, getting me around the track. So, yeah, cheese is pretty much my my life now. Fantastic. Wow. And your your favourite cheese your, your, yourself would be, Joe? Oh, to be fair, if, uh, British cheese would be a vintage cheddar, but Comte is probably my go-to all-time favourite. What cheese? Uh, Comte. It's a French Alpine cheese. Oh, check that out. It's very oh. fancy. Is there a cheese you wouldn't touch with a barge pole you don't really like? Yes. Um, Katumazu is a um, Sardinian maggot-infested cheese, but actually only available on the black market. Wow. And, <laughs> but more commonly, um, cottage cheese. I've never... It's, for me, devil's food. I don't know. It's Beelzebub himself has created cottage cheese. I cannot stand it, I'm afraid. I bet Richie yeah. doesn't like cottage cheese. I Not just, a cottage cheese. I can fan, imagine no. I, I don't texture. like the lumps in it. Give me Canadian cheddar any day. Um, <laughs> when it comes to cheese on toast, um, is there a particular cheese that you would be looking to use for that? Ideally, um, something with a low melting point. If you're going to melt cheese on toast, don't do it at a really high temperature. But pretty much every cheese will eventually melt, so whatever you like. But you do have to grate it, in my 
humble opinion. Well, there you go. You, you, Joe weighs in on yesterday's debate. He's saying grated cheese is best, so right. uh, my medal is in the post on that one. <laughs> but uh, you say that you, you know you don't want to overly heat up cheese. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do in this hour because <laughs> we are going to be trying listener Lee's uh, method of doing cheese on toast. And as far as we can tell, we'll have to listen to the call again from yesterday, but it's something to do with putting blocks of cheese on a plate and then put it in the microwave and kind of pouring it on top. 35 seconds in the microwave is what he was saying for four little four little cubes of cheese and then it should microwave enough to be able to then spread it on rather than do it under the grill. So it's handy if you've not if you're in an office environment you don't have a grill then you can still have cheese on toast with a microwave. I don't know if that's alchemy or madness, but um, I've never tried it, so I would have to try it before I cast my opinion on it, I'm afraid. Fantastic. Well, listen, uh, it's good to have you on for a, a bit of intel about this ahead of us doing the big microwave. I know that's, for you, it's, it's heresy, but we're just going to see what it's like. Uh, Joe, where can people find out more info on cheese and stuff that you do? Because it's great to chat to you about it, and, and your passion as well is amazing. I'm just on Twitter, basically. Joe Bangles 11 is my Twitter account, and I've essentially amassed a thousand celebrity replies. So if you want to know what celebrities like which cheese, go to Joe Bangles 11 on Twitter, and that's essentially what my pastime is. Give us your favourite celebrity cheese recommendation that you've asked for them on Twitter. Oh, I would say, um, well, uh, Russell Crowe, he, he likes vegan cheese, but we've got, um, yeah, Anthony Hopkins, um, We've, yeah, there's literally a, a, a thousand on there. So, um, yeah, there's some, some amazing ones on there. It took um, Andy two years to reply to my question. I hounded him for two years to finally find out it was Brie. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was time. going on at first. I thought it was a trap. <laughs> it took me two, about 200 times, but I've finally got you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm persistent. Amazing. Well, listen, Joe, good to have you on, and we can't wait to microwave this cheese. Thanks, fella. This is The Daily Takeaway. Normally at this point on a Tuesday night, you know the score, it's Toasty Tuesday. We'd normally be toasting a sandwich in like a Breville machine. But tonight, something a bit different. Toast still involved, but it's not a toasted sandwich. So, obviously, we're just talking with Joe Bangles about cheese off the back of yesterday getting mired in a debate about how to do cheese on toast properly. Should it be grated cheese? Should it be sliced cheese? And then there was listener Lee who got in touch and blew our minds by bringing the microwave into the discussion. There's only one way to do it. You've got to toast it in the toaster and put four cubes in the microwave for 36 seconds and there's your melted cheese and you just spread it on. Perfect. That's the gauntlet thrown down for us. We've promised that we're going to do it. Uh, listener Sarah's emailed to say, saying, oh my God, are you still talking about cheese on toast? Just just let us do this one thing and then promise you won't mention it again. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Right then, just microwave, just this second. Richie has raced in from our kitchen. Uh, 36 seconds of pure microwave action. Yes, this this has been... We, we are right up against it, because obviously um, the cheese... It's going to set, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to set quickly. Um, it doesn't two, look great. It looks like a bowl of semolina. Okay, I'll be two, honest with you. Two slices of toast. Um, right, so uh, I microwaved this for 36 seconds, exactly as uh, listener Lee said. Yeah. Uh, I went with six chunks rather than four because I thought there's two of us. Like that. Um, and did you place them just in the bowl? Or when we were speaking to him, I thought he had them kind of like ceremonially placed around the outside of like a, you know, like a, a soup bowl. So they folded Stonehenge. in. Yeah. Stonehenge, that's kind of what I did. Because like then they've got room to melt into this congealed mess that you can see right now. It really doesn't look good. Right, okay, so let's have half of that on. I hope this doesn't ruin yours. cheese on toast for me. And half of that on mine. A bit more on yours. Uh, I think this is going to be 
honestly, this is spreading and looking like cheese on toast because that's what it is. It's just been melted in a revolutionary way. It's I, a game-changer, though, right? So a, a lot of the panic with cheese... And that's it. ..with cheese on toast is, is worrying about uh, burning the bread and all that kind of stuff. If you can microwave it, this is a little bit like microwave scrambled egg, that other rev- absolute <laughs> revelation on the show from that long ago. Which tasted awful. But how quick great. is this? As long as it tastes all right, this is, this is a dynamite idea. It's quite sweaty. It's really sweaty. <laughs> it's really sweaty. Here, Here we, we go. go. amazing. It's good, isn't it? Mm. It looks terrible, but it tastes great. Cheese on toast in half the time and half that. Thank you, Mill Hill Golf Club. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.